With a look at Radio On The Go Sports for this Monday morning, I'm Dwayne Carstens reporting. Well, yesterday the Iowa State women's basketball team beat Texas 61-51 in Kansas City to claim its first Big 12 tournament championship since 2001. With the win, the Twister Sisters earned the Big 12 Conference's automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Ashley Jones earned the most outstanding player, while Lexi Darnowski earned a spot on the all-tournament team. Jones led the game with 28 points, her third straight day scoring 20-plus points while grabbing 10 rebounds for her 15th double-double of the season. The Lady Longhorns held a one-point lead at halftime, but ISU outscored the number one seed Texas team 35-24 in the second half to hoist the trophy. Iowa State women met Texas for the title game for the second time in program history and the first since 2000 when the Cyclones also topped the Longhorns that year. Head coach Bill Finley says his Cyclone ladies earned the team title. Couldn't be more proud of our team, obviously. Uh, when you, when, you know, I told our kids before the game, they're a championship mindset and they're a championship group no matter what happened today, but we played that way. Uh, I thought we played as hard as we could possibly play uh, against a really good team and uh, I think we showed for three days that uh, what they're capable of doing. So couldn't be more proud. The fans are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, just a great environment. I think this is the day that our kids are going to remember for a long, long time. The Cyclone women are 22-9, and nine, and the Iowa State ladies now turn their attention to the upcoming NCAA tournament. We'll talk about pairings here in just a little bit. But that was not the only fun for a Division I women's basketball team in Iowa yesterday as Maggie Bear scored 19 points and had 15 rebounds and six block shots. Katie Dinnenbeer has scored 19 points and had nine assists as Drake women routed Missouri Valley Conference newcomer Belmont 89-71 in the tournament championship game. And that was in Moline, Illinois, yesterday to qualify for their 14th NCAA tournament. Anna Miller scored 15 points for the fourth-seeded Bulldogs, who last went to the big dance in 2019. They are currently 22-9 and on the season. Again, uh, Drake women defeating top-seeded Illinois State, uh, which uh, shared the regular season title with Belmont by 20 in the semifinals, and they beat Belmont by 18 points for the MVC Women's Championship. Let's take a look at the pairings now for the NCAA Tournament. First of all, for the uh, Iowa State women, they are number five seed. They play number 12 seeded Toledo coming up March 18th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Also in women's play, number 12 Drake. We just mentioned uh, the MVC champions. They battle number five Louisville in Seattle coming up this week. And number two Iowa Hawkeye ladies, they host 15th seeded Southeastern Louisiana on Friday. And on the men's side, let's take a look there where Iowa State uh, men are paired with the winner from the first four, either Mississippi State or Pittsburgh on Friday afternoon. Iowa State again the sixth seed on the men's side. Of the Iowa Hawkeyes, they are in a number eight seed, and they will face number nine Auburn in Birmingham, Alabama, and that will be on Thursday. And then Drake will also play Friday. They'll play uh, Friday evening. And uh, the Drake Bulldogs, number 12 seed, play number 5 seed Miami Hurricanes in Albany, New York. And also the UNI Panther women have made the postseason. The team has qualified for the WNIT tournament with an opponent and details to be announced later today. Several local student athletes have been selected to participate in the Iowa Girls Coaches Association Senior All-Star Games coming up for basketball. Those include uh, Jenna Myers of Clarksville, Emma Mar- 
Martinic of West Fork, Ellen Waller of Applington Parkersburg, Ellery Knock of Dighton Hartford, and Lexi Lane of Clarion Gofield Dows. These games will be held coming up on Sunday, April 2nd at Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids. Teams will have practices in the morning and games in the afternoon. You can view the list of participants and schedule of events for the Iowa Girls Coaches Association Senior All-Star Games more at RadioOnTheGo.com. Hampton-Dumont Calhead boys basketball coach Brian Neeson says he's excited to see how the team can improve upon this year. Despite the Bulldogs recently finishing the year with a losing record, Coach Neeson can't wait to see the improvements over the offseason. With numbers of 21.4 points per game, 13.1 rebounds per game, and nearly four assists per contest, Bulldog junior Scott Haar carried a bulk of responsibilities offensively this past winter for the Hampton-Dumont Cowboys. And Easton says Haar should be considered for All-State. He was huge for our team. I think he led us in scoring and rebounding for sure. I think he ended up as our assist leader as well. He's got a chance to have, I mean, possibly an all-state season. I'm not sure what that process looks like, but he's got to have a shot. I know he was top three in Class 3A in scoring and rebounding. He shot a really good percentage as well. He had a fantastic year for us. Other juniors include Tucker Heron, Brody Walton, and Gavin Meter that will be returning. Hampton Dumont Cowboys basketball team loses seven seniors, and they finished 7-15 and 15 as a team overall this past winter. The Dighton Hartford boys basketball team concluded its season in the district semifinal round, but is setting up for a bright future. The team finished 10-13 and 13 in Alex Tagto's first season as head coach. The offense steadily improved for the Wolverines as the season progressed. Tagto says it's because of some of the inexperienced players, particularly DNH sophomores Colin and Meester and Devin Lofts, who found their rhythm while playing key varsity minutes. As the season went on, I thought we kind of started getting more production from other guys, you know, from our younger guys. And for Colin to be scoring the way he was at the end of the season, he's a guy that at the beginning of the year, he was only taking three or four shots a game, and he was kind of, you know, not really sure, you know, when he should pull the trigger and when he should not. So, you know, he, he found his way. Devin Lotz went from a guy who, you know, we played some games where, honestly, teams were kind of daring him to shoot. He ended the season as a 40% three-point shooter, so he stepped up a lot. So, you know, as it went on, we kind of got it from a lot of guys, but definitely those seniors were the guys we leaned on the most. Meester increased to 13.3 points per game, including a 30-point effort in the postseason opener against Belmont Clemmie. Seniors Brenton Bixby and Braxton Johnston led in scoring with 17 and nearly 14 points per game, respectively. And the Wolverines went 3-5 and five in the North Iowa Cedar League Central. Four senior boys will depart the program for Dyke New Hartford. And of course, uh, the basketball has wrapped up with the conclusion of the Boys State Tournament this past weekend. And track and field has begun practices. In fact, there's been several indoor meets. The 2023 West Fork Boys track and field season is underway. Last week, the Warhawks not only completed, uh, competed, that is, against the clock, but against hundreds of other schools in the Dickinson Relays Tuesday and the Iowa Indoor Championships in Ames on Friday. West Fork head coach Caleb Hobinga says, he and his athletes are ecstatic about the season of track and field being back. I've been looking forward to this season about since last season ended, and I know I got at least a few kids who think the same way. No running, not everyone's favorite thing, but I got a, a small group of kids this year, but they're really looking forward to get going. Warhawks sophomore uh, Trevor Desmondus completed in the boys 1A 400 meters in uh, 55.85 seconds. He was 13th place at Ames, and junior Brody Reach had a, uh, ran a time of 7.7 seconds in the 60-meter prelims, placing him 18th. Coach Hovigan says that versatility and uh, the sprinting are looking like strong, strong points here for the West Fork boys track team. Yeah, I think sprints might be our thing this year. We've got a, a top sprinter in Brody Reach coming back this 
this year. He was a, a great 100-meter, 200-meter guy for us last year. A couple of very talented sophomores and Trevor Despinez and Xavier Baptiste were kind of experimenting with them, trying some new stuff, high jump, long jump, 400s, 800s. I'm very lucky they're willing to try about whatever I can ask for them, which is really nice. The Warhawks are set to compete against Top of Iowa competition coming up Thursday, March 30th, a few weeks from now at the Central Springs Co-Ed Relays outdoors. And Hobica says he's ready for the matchup with Central Springs and other teams. Yeah, you know, I'd like running into those conference guys. I like the coaches up there. They're, I always have good conversations with them, enjoy talking to them. I mean, they've been pretty good. I want to say they finished second in the conference last year when we were over there. And I'm always looking forward to the competition. I mean, we'll see. We saw them in Cedar Falls as well, and they looked pretty strong. So I think it could be a good clash, but we'll see how it goes. And the Westford Boys track and field team also has five competitions next month. And the scorecard pretty light now for high school sports for a while, but the college softball and baseball scene is going on. And in softball today, the Nyack Trojans scheduled to be at Southeastern Community College on the road. Probably good to be on the road down south. Uh, hopefully things are melting a little bit quicker than up here. That's going to do it for Radio On The Go Sports. Don't forget, March Madness is underway. Our March Bracket Madness is online with Hanson & Sons Tire. Look for it at RadioOnTheGo.com and fill out your bracket for free to win prizes. I'm Dwayne Karsten reporting.